0: How's your mind treating you these days? It's a good thing to check in on every once in a while, isn't it? Well, today's episode is all about our thoughts and how they create self-doubt. So you're going to want to listen if you're tired of getting stuck in outdated stories about yourself, worst case scenario, worry thoughts, running rampant, or the ever-present nagging belief that you aren't good enough. Hey, I'm Vicki Smith and you're listening to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Each week I deep dive into the world of people pleasers and perfectionists and come to the surface with practical tools and new perspectives to move you through the common beliefs and hurdles that have been snagging us for way too long. It's time we had fulfilling and reciprocal relationships, friends. Okay, let's get started Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast want to start doing things on your terms, and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships, well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Hey, everyone. Well, welcome to a new year. How are you all doing? How did you make it through your holidays? My holidays were okay. I wouldn't say they were as restorative as I wanted them to be. (laughs) The intention of laying around and watching movies all day under a weighted blanket. That happened a little bit, but we went to the mountains to kind of get away from the city and didn't exactly feel as settling and restorative as we wanted it to be because, well, we had a bat in our house. So for two days, we had a bat that would come in and then leave. I'm thinking it's the same bat, who knows? And yeah, I love nature and I love leaving the busyness of the city to go to the quietness, and especially in the wintertime, you know, the slow movement of nature. But I'll tell you, when there is a frantic, scared bat in your living room, (laughs) and you are freaking out just like it's freaking out, that is less than settling. So once we got that taken care of, (sighs) ah, exactly restored and ready for this year, but hey, sometimes that's the way it goes. The year happens and starts without you being ready. But I hope that as you have looked towards this new year, that you've just maybe put aside the resolutions and the, I want to be better at I've got to be a better human version of myself than I was last year. I hope that you've kind of released the pressure of that. At least I have over the past couple of years. And if there's anything that I'm looking at this new year as kind of a new way to be, it's that I just want to have a different type of relationship with myself. And I'm not making that a goal or a resolution. I just Want to be kinder with myself. I want to treat myself like I'm a priority because I know what it's like to be third or fourth on your own list of priorities. And people pleasers, we just get lost in everything but ourselves, don't we? And we do that because we think it will get us somewhere. Maybe it'll get us feeling like we belong. Maybe it'll get us feeling like we are better than how we actually feel inside. Because we often feel inadequate, sort of hesitant, insecure, reluctant inside, if you will. And all of that is self-doubt. And it's such a pervasive feeling, that inadequacy, that doubt, that mistrust in yourself. And that pervasive feeling really pulls many of us under. And it makes us act like our life's work is to make up for some invisible deficit as a human being. So I was thinking about how my life has changed over the past handful of years. And I used to really put so many things ahead of myself. I really was third or fourth on my own list. And one of those things was I used to do a lot of volunteer work. And on the outside, it looked like I enjoyed doing it. And if anyone tallied the hours that I logged in at this volunteer gig... It would really look like it was the priority of my schedule. That's how much time it took up. But I didn't want it to be the priority. I wanted it to accent my regular life. But it ended up draining me. I ended up showing up to volunteer for reasons other than what I had originally intended when I said yes I will help. (laughs) And it took someone asking me to actually write down what I did in a week, hour by hour, for me to have some perspective and see that I was giving away too much of myself to things not myself, (laughs) to things other than myself. And I can fully admit that I was doing it to feel a sense of belonging. I was doing it to try to calm the graspy feeling inside that comes with not feeling like you're good enough and I guess I thought that if I gave and gave and gave some more that I would I don't know not feel that way anymore I would feel better (laughs) I would feel good enough I mean people pleasers we don't have a wealth of confidence to begin with you know we feel pretty uncertain about our place in relationships and we have this uneasiness inside so yeah like every other person on the planet, we try to make that uncertainty and self-consciousness about our importance and relationships go away by doing something. And so I did the volunteer thing and it was kind of like doing that volunteer thing was me saying to whoever was supposed to notice I was doing it, you know, can you help me calm my inner uneasiness, please? Can you tell me that I am good enough? (laughs) And as I'm thinking about this shift and being different with myself, before we commit to being in a relationship with ourselves, we do really live in doubt. We doubt ourselves. We doubt our thoughts about whether something is selfish or not, if we're you know, trying to make a decision. And it causes us a lot of pain inside. More pain on top of the uncertainty and distrust that we just generally feel. So developing a relationship with yourself is how you pull that root of self-doubt out. And wouldn't it be awesome to turn towards yourself for guidance, you know, to know your own opinion about stuff, to rely on yourself and to be able to be there for yourself? We spend too much time and energy asking other people to tell us we're good enough. And when you really Get granular with that. I mean, really, truly, who the hell are they to do that? Well, I am ready. I'm feeling really ready to actually be in a relationship with myself. And as weird as that may sound, that's what I want this year. That's what I want to be different. Not a goal, not a resolution, just an intention. And one thing you find when you turn towards yourself instead of turning your attention to others is you find out what is going on inside. And it seems pretty obvious, but for most of our waking hours, we try to avoid what's going on inside. And so if we start to turn towards ourselves, it can feel like an entirely new world. The kind of tongue in cheek, beautiful world of our thoughts and our feelings, the stuff that we either usually get caught in or run away from. And honestly, that's why we farm ourselves out to other people to tell us we're okay is because we either get caught in our own thoughts and feelings or we try to run away from them. We aren't the greatest at managing our insides. So for a people pleaser and a perfectionist, we can make the outside look, "Mm, we're on point with our outsides, aren't we? I mean, on the outside, it looks like we are really kind people. I mean, just naturally, naturally dedicated to our jobs, our kids, our families, our neighborhoods, whatever. Maybe it even looks a little bit like we have our shit together. But on the inside where our thoughts and our feelings live, it can feel a little messy. And I would like to ask something new of myself this year, and that is... To befriend that swirl inside, that swirl of thoughts and feelings that get all mixed up and toss me around with moodiness, fear, and confusion. I mean, no wonder we're in self doubt if that's what's going on inside. And without any kind of calm and clarity inside, there's no way that you can rely on yourself or hear your inner wisdom, your intuition. And there's no way you can learn to trust that the things that you hear are your personal signals to follow when you make decisions, when you are in relationships and you have to make choices about who you spend your time with or where you put your energy. And also there's signals about how to take care of yourself. That could change from day to day. So without knowing your insides, you're going to be lost. And I really want to know my insides. I want to have a relationship with myself. I want to befriend my thoughts and my feelings because my doubt is wearing me out. The way that I doubt that anyone will like me if they really knew what was going on inside, I mean, it sounds so classic, but that's wearing me out because I am not a bad person. Like, I know that now. I'm not selfish. I know that. I know that was conditioning that came from other stuff. I know that I'm not a bad person even if I say no or I have limits to how much I can give. So being in a relationship with ourselves can put us in direct opposition of feeling so rooted in self-doubt because it means that we're going to make It's a priority to learn how to take care of our own thoughts and our own feelings. So let's start with thoughts first, all right? Have you ever run a worst-case scenario thought through your mind? First of all, of course you have. But when you do, have you ever noticed how your heart's racing and maybe you kind of hold your breath a little bit? That is just by you imagining the worst thing possible happening. That's how freaking powerful thoughts are and how destructive, repetitive, self-doubt, uncertain, fearful thoughts can be. And I'm going to talk about thoughts and beliefs, but beliefs are basically thoughts that we have on repeat, okay, that we've really ingrained and it's like a book on a shelf. You just keep going back to that book over and over again, flipping right to the same page, right? So these thoughts and beliefs, they're what create our self-concept. What we think about ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, those things live in our minds. Our fickle, mercurial, easily swayed thought machine minds. And minds are meant to produce thoughts, by the way. That is their job. But If they're doing their job unattended, it's like Anne Lamott, the writer says, my mind is a dark alley and I wouldn't want to go there alone. If we don't pay attention to where our minds go, they will lead us into dark places. And I put self-doubt in that category. It is one of those dark alleys that I can get caught in and I don't want to anymore. So a few ways to wrangle your mind and have some influence over where it leads you are mindfulness and mindset work. Both of these are ways to manage your mind. And I've actually been saying that to myself when I am going, I'm going to tell you what I've been doing. I'm going to go through a couple step process with you about how to manage your mind. But I've been using the three words, manage your mind, when I notice that I'm lost somewhere, I'll just say, manage your mind, Vicki. And it brings me to noticing some of the steps I'm going to go through or the bullet points of ways that you can manage your mind that I'm going to tell you about right now. It goes like this. You need to know your stories and mindfulness. We, when we talk about mindfulness of thoughts, we, we use an exercise called the top 10 tunes. And these are the unoriginal, unquestioned perceptions, assessments, and conclusions that you follow like you're in a trance, like you have no choice but just to go to that little ingrained thought alleyway in your mind. And these stories are mostly untrue. They're based on survival, or in other words, fear. And they are, at the very least, outdated. So we keep repeating them to ourselves. They chip away at our self-esteem. They create self-doubt. So these old and outdated and very powerful stories about ourselves and other people and the world in general, they have made us believe in our unworthiness, So we doubt that who we are is acceptable to others as we are right now. We doubt who we are right now isn't enough. So we hustle to be the nice one, the smart one, best at something we think is important. And if we don't start unraveling these stories, then we aren't gonna ever have a chance to practice actually being ourselves that authenticity that so many of us crave right now. And we aren't going to have a chance to like ourselves, which is kind of what got me into this idea about how I want to be different with myself this year. I kind of want to like myself a little bit more because there's a lot of good stuff that I've done this year and I'm not giving myself credit for it. I can pretty much put you in that category too, people pleasers and perfectionists. So we need to question these stories, okay? We need to know the stories exist and then we need to question these stories. Is it really true that I'm a crappy person or was that just something someone told me about myself because they were mad at me (laughs) about something? Question if it's seriously true that you suck as much as you think you do. That you're as inadequate as you fear you are. And the inner critic is all mixed up in these stories, by the way. And it's feeding the stories. It's giving the stories a flavor that we are never good enough or we're always lacking in some way. And hey, guess what? That keeps our self-doubt alive. So we got to know as a fact that our minds are going to produce thoughts all the time. And thoughts are used to help us make sense of the stuff that we're engaging with. The people, the experiences that make up our days. We have to know that those thoughts are happening and that there are stories about those thoughts. And stories that come from past experiences where maybe somebody was mad at me. And so now I think that I'm being selfish if I don't do what somebody wants me to do. Hello, classic people pleaser stuff, right? And the thoughts, they happen so, so fast, y'all. How we create a story to help us understand the things that we're dealing with in life, it's just, it's a nanosecond of time in our brains. So if we don't know that this is happening, for one, and two, catch ourselves in the act of thinking we're going to get sucked into the trance of following these outdated assessments of ourselves as we go through our days. So get super freaking curious about your stories, please. And you're not arguing with a story or judging yourself for having it. You're just curious about what the story is. It doesn't matter where it came from or anything like that. What matters is that it is running in your head right now, and influencing your perception of yourself. It's making you have self-doubt. So Brene Brown the shit out of that thought and story, okay? Brene Brown, if you don't know her, please look her up. But she has a phrase that she asks herself or that she says in her head, kind of like I say, manage your mind, Vicki. She says, the story I'm telling myself is fill in the blank brilliant. So Brene Brown the shit out of those stories, people. And question. Question your thoughts. Is it really true? Or is this situation or circumstances that I'm running through this old outdated belief about myself and people in the world, you know, is it really true? Or am I just stuck in old outdated beliefs about it? So this helps us move to the next bullet point, which is unraveling from from these slick MFers. (laughs) Remember, I said they were so, so fast, and we've repeated the same thoughts over and over and over again. So now they're beliefs, and we take them as truth. We take them as facts about ourselves and they're not. So you have to slow these down, catch them, question them to be able to unravel from them because they are slick MFers and our only hope is to unravel them so they don't have such a hold on us. Things like asking yourself the question, what am I telling myself about myself? That helps you unravel a little bit more. That's going to get you to know you better. And having a relationship with, with yourself is just you and you. You hanging out inside with your thoughts and your feelings and being curious. And not running yourself through someone else's filter of how you should be. So they can give you a thumbs up and you can feel good enough. And just... Mm, knock down some of that uneasiness inside for like a breath or two. Not very long for all the effort we put into it. But I want you to be able to pull back that graspy inner swirl of feelings that if those feelings could talk, they would look outside of you and say to the person standing in front of you, you like me, right? I did this thing for you, right? Or I agreed with you. So you like me, right? Stop running those thoughts. Ask yourself, what am I telling myself about myself? What's the story I'm telling myself about this current situation? Catch that story, y'all. Catch it. What I like to do is actually put this into a homework exercise for myself. I'm going to offer that to y'all. I want you to write down your top 10 tunes, your slick as shit stories that just slide right in there and fluff up all your fears of inadequacy and uncertainty. I want you to then, after you've written down your top 10, make little tick marks by how often you catch one of them running through your head. Get to know your own mind. Only then can you step out of that fast train of thoughts and just be like, I'm going to question this right here. I'm going to unravel this for a second. And this is how this is going to go. I'm going to talk to myself for a minute. I'm going to pull back in for a second. And I'm going to just say, wait a minute here. Is this thing that I'm running through my head, is this story true? Like, is it really true? And then I'm going to ask, what is it like when I believe that it is true? Before I catch it lasso it and kind of go who the fuck are you (laughs) who do you think you are talking to me like this what happens when I believe it's true what does it do to me how does it affect how I see myself how I feel inside and then I'm going to keep questioning and unraveling is it possible that there's another way to see this Is it possible that this is how I saw things when I was much younger and had a lot less life experience and I kept just running through the criticisms that I got from one of my parents? Is it possible that this belief is actually not even mine, but it's one of my parents' ways of seeing people in the world and I just adopted it without realizing I had a choice? Catch the thoughts. Question them. Don't just listen and be the perpetual passenger. It is your mind. Lasso that shit and get to know it. You're the one in charge of your mind. Don't let your thoughts go unattended. The job of your mind is to produce thoughts about anything and everything that you see. But it's your mind. You have the skills to manage your mind and manage your mind drama, if you will, because it does create drama, doesn't it? And it's unproductive drama. And I learned this from a coach that I love, the difference between productive and unproductive drama. And when your thoughts are unattended and you don't put some mindfulness on them, they're unproductive thoughts and they create unproductive drama. Unproductive is when you spend all your energy planning, rehearsing, replaying, analyzing, and basically living in mind chaos. All created by us. All created by our lovely little thoughts. All the stuff about what-ifs or the worst-case scenario planning. Unproductive drama. We all do it. It's not a huge problem. All right? We all get caught. Except when you forget that you can move to the driver's seat and manage your mind. (laughs) don't forget that. Then you have productive drama. That's when you go ahead and you set the boundary already, (laughs) or you make a decision already. And then you bring your mind in to help you process it. That's how you use your mind for good. That's what I'm going to be practicing at this time of resetting and beginning again and clean slate and how do I want to be? I don't want to be in the gym anymore. I mean, I do, but I'm not going to make that a goal. I'm not going to make it a goal to eat more vegetables. I'm going to say I want to practice being with myself in a kinder way And not farming my uneasiness that lives inside out to someone else so that it's dependent on their mood and their day and their level of uneasiness as to whether they can affirm me, approve of me, and make me feel less uneasy for a breath or two. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to have a more solid relationship with myself. And that means with my thoughts and my feelings. And all we did was talk about thoughts today because they are a big freaking deal. And they run so much. They actually create the feelings that we have. So use your mind for good, my friends. (laughs) Catch those thoughts question them, unravel from them and ask yourself, is there another way I could be thinking about this or seeing this? Because this isn't exactly 100% all the time. True. This is just something that I have over and over again said to myself without knowing it, without having some mindfulness around it. All right, y'all. Be well, enjoy this first week of a new year and I will talk to you soon, peace. Hey, a common theme with my clients is the desire to set boundaries easily. They wanna feel strong saying what they want and they wanna have their own back doing it. Well, guess what? You gotta know what you want before you can start saying it. That's why I created the Unleash Your Authentic Self Guide. It's four questions that will help you discover who you are and what you want. I know that sounds too simple, but these are deep dive, really rich questions that can be asked again and again as you work on your recovery from people-pleasing and perfectionism. So head on over to www.powertothepleasers.com slash unleash for your copy today. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about me and how I work, please go to www.powertothepleasers.com. And if you want to get even more special attention, get on the mailing list. It's not fluff. It's not going to waste your time. It's always intentional and educational. So I'll see you there. Later.